0: You have your Bibles tonight. If you will take and open them to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. I want us to look at fighting the good fight and understanding that we're in difficult days. In 1 Timothy, as you're turning there, Paul was writing to a young pastor named Timothy and he had traveled along with Paul and Paul had left him in Ephesus to help the church that was there. They had a problem going on a problem of false teaching beginning to come into the church. So he left Timothy there to address that issue. And I want us to just look at a couple of verses where he was talking to Timothy on this. But I want us to understand, too, that... You can imagine as a young Timothy, a young man being left to deal with false doctrine that even in today's time, we have false doctrine that people try to bring into churches. We have many on TV. I'm not going to say everyone on the TV channels, but we have a lot on TV that are prosperity gospels. That's not what the Bible talks about. There is some prosperity, but it's not all that. And there are many that come into churches with their own way and it becomes about a religion and not a relationship it becomes talking about the things that we must do versus what the Bible says but I also believe that I want us to look at this and coming from the point that we've got to fight the good fight and stay the course in our faith that we're living today as believers while Paul was writing to Timothy about him staying there and dealing with the false doctrine, we need to understand that we have to deal with it, but also that in the days ahead, we need to understand how we can be grounded and stay the course because it becomes very easy to just kind of drift aside sometimes with all that's going on. But I want us to to take a look at this. First of all, we got 1 Timothy. Chapter 1, I want us to look at verse 18 and verse 19. It says, This command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may fight the good fight, keeping faith and a good conscience which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. So what I want us to look at from us is to remember our conversion. Remember the time that you came to Christ. Paul was writing to Timothy as a pastor, and he's telling Timothy, I want you to remember Timothy. As you're there to move forward, remember when we would say today you were ordained. Remember when the men had gathered around you and they laid hands on you and they had seen a work of God in your calling that God had called you to the ministry. That you need to remember that because, you know, in a walk Today, as a pastor, there's many times that pastors, we have to look back and understand that there was a point in time in our life that God placed a call on us, and we can't just go out. There are so many ministers that are getting burnt out right now and are leaving out of the church in our own association, District 8 area. I think we have over 20 churches that do not have pastors right now. Uh, We've had a lot of deaths the last year and some that have moved off and some that are, are retired and getting out. But when we look at going through life as believers and at times get difficult and we wonder and we're struggling with all the pressures that are on us, we need to look back. And we need to remember that moment of our salvation, that moment that we converted our life over to Jesus Christ. We become from sinners to holy saints because we were washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. We need to remember that. That's what holds us strong. That's what keeps us going. Uh, Paul was telling him, I command that I entrust to you. You know, God has entrusted to us responsibilities. I get so amazed sometimes that people who believe salvation is something that happens at the moment that they pray and they receive God and that's all there is to it. But we've got to understand God entrusted us With a message. He entrusted us with the the gospel and he's called us into action and we've got to, to remember that day that we were turned over to Christ so that we can fight the good fight. As we're going through life as believers and persecution comes upon us, then we've got to remember. The moment that we were saved uh, to keep us moving strong, to, to keep us holding on, and there's a fight out there, and he talks about to fight the good fight. He's using that in the language of fight as a soldier. Yeah. Paul, in our day and time, I would say maybe he's using an army reference. He's talking about a, a soldier here to, to fight and to keep on fighting, but I believe he's also using that to fight the good fight because as a soldier, there's a commander And that commander gives commands down to the soldier and the soldier follows through the commands that he's given to do. And he's going to continue to fight until one, they've either won the victory or he's told to leave or he's dead. One or the other, because if he stops too quick, then he's going to end up dead too soon. But we've got to follow through. And when you go into the Army, and Kenneth, you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but when I had studied some, you go in and they begin to train you to act upon a command and not ask questions. Would that be part of your basic training? Kind of like the Secret Service. You know, the Secret Service, for a lack of terms, they have to go in and reprogram them. Because most of us in this room, if we heard a gunshot, what are we going to do? We're going to duck down. Well, Secret Service has a responsibility of protecting the president. And when there's a gunshot, they're to jump in front of the one that they're protecting. When you're on the battlefield, if your commander tells you to do something, you do it without asking questions. You have to learn that. And to fight that good fight, we need to hear what God says and we don't need to question everything that God tells us. He puts Holy Spirit in us to convict us at times that we're to repent. Listen to how he says it over in uh, 2 Timothy 3, uh, 2 Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4. He says, suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ. No soldier is an act of service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. There Paul saying, you know, we don't go out and do everything just to please us. We go out and do the one that's called us into the work. So as we're going through life and we go through difficulties, remember back that God chose you. He sent his son for you And he's placed us where we are today at this time for a specific reason. And he still has a reason for each of us being here. Do you know what happens when God no longer has a reason for you being here? He's going to take you out. So as long as we're still here, he has a reason for where he has us, and we need to be fighting that fight. But I, I love how he moves from that over to what I want us to look at is to remember your confession. Remember your confession. When I'm talking about, Paul now moves from talking about the army to what we might say, the I call it the navy. It says, keeping faith and a good conscience which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. We're looking at that there, and we're looking at that, and there's two things, but the first one is to keeping the faith. We have to remember our confession. What do I mean by that? What is the gospel? The gospel talks about the birth, the death, the burial, the resurrection, And the return of Christ. Our confession was to call on the Lord Jesus Christ. As the only way for salvation. To be washed in his blood. Well they had false doctrine coming in. Where some were saying you've got to do this plus this. And plus that. Well if you take this and you add this and this to it. Then you just negated that. Our salvation is based on mercy and grace. And grace through Jesus Christ, bloodshed is the only way to heaven. There's nothing else we have to do. Well, then you might ask me, why don't I say we're fighting the good fight and there's things that we have to do. We do things because of our salvation, not for our salvation. We do things in our salvation because we love Christ and we want to honor him and our life changes into a a life of service, but we need to keep the faith. We need to remember That Christ and Christ alone is our salvation. And I know y'all know this. I'm preaching to the choir here. But in these days that come up, I believe that we're going to have to defend more and more what the gospel is. There are many out there that will say the gospel is this and they have things added to it. The Bible plainly tells us what the gospel is and that that gospel is the only way to salvation and we need to remember those things. And then it talks about there to hold on to a a good conscience. We've got to remember our conscience, as it says there, because it says, which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to the faith. The, The conscience it's talking about is our moral understanding of what law is. You know, we have a Holy Spirit that lives within us as believers and the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. Holy Spirit speaks to us in positive ways that we're to live, but we've got to pay attention to our thinking. That's why we talk about putting on the armor of God, but we've got to focus on this because, you know, it only takes a little bit of stinking thinking to begin to have a whole problem come out of that. Let me share a story with you. I got part of it in an article here. Or I did somewhere. There we go. Many of y'all, if I say the name Lottie Moon, does that ring a bell? We have a Lottie Moon offering that we do from an article uh, printed in December the 1st of 1996 by Eric Bridges, talks about Lottie Moon's a little bit of her Romance. She had met a man, and uh, it says that the hint of the great missionary. She loved her friend and teacher, who was Crawford Toy. But let me read to you this: Years before and during her education at Virginia's Albemarle Female Institute, Lottie had met Crawford Toy a young professor who taught there and at the University of Virginia. Toy was a brilliant teacher of English and classical languages, and Lottie was his star student. And then it goes on down, and then this is what I want you to hear. Still, Toy and Lottie kept up regular correspondence as she had already gone to China, and their romantic attraction seemed to have endured, but Toy's career soon Took a sad turn. He had become a professor at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, and his views came under fire in the denomination. Toy had been educated in the German School of Higher Criticism of the Bible and apparently questioned the authority and reliability of Scripture as accepted by the churches of the denomination. A gentleman by the name of Jerry Rankins writes, His views became evident when he later became a Unitarian. Lottie may have recognized the incompatibility of his teaching with the basic doctrines of her faith that all who have yet come to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ are lost, rather in China or America. Toy was asked to resign from the seminary faculty in 1879 have got to remember our faith and our conscience. A gentleman that was an excellent teacher, he began by just questioning a few things in the Bible. And as other stories I've read goes along, some of the faculty and the seminary president even said, basically, Tori, you need to be very careful because when you start questioning things, it opens up the door For a whole bunch. And he began questioning here the authority and reliability of Scripture. He eventually lost his job as a seminary professor because of his views changing. And uh, Lottie Moon ended up not marrying him because she had to stick with what her doctrine was on salvation that every man is lost unless he comes to the knowledge. Through Jesus Christ of saving faith. He became a Unitarian. And what a, a Unitarian is. They believe that in the end. Everyone is going to heaven. It's not what scripture teaches. So for us to be able to fight the good fight. We've got to remember that there's not many ways that lead to heaven. And that's a, another false doctrine that comes into many churches. It's through Faith. And faith alone. And that way there we can fight the good fight. We can keep on keeping with our faith and our confession in that it's Jesus Christ alone. And we've got to keep a good conscience because those who didn't shipwreck their faith. He's writing to it. In the next verse, he goes on to talk about two of the men who did not. They were believers. They didn't lose their faith, but they stepped aside from what they believe and they started doing other things. So often this can happen, and Satan loves it because it only takes a little bit. So we've got to keep the faith and keep the good conscience to be able to fight this faith. Let me just read to you from 1 Timothy 3.15. It says, But in case I am delayed, I write so that you may know how one ought to conduct himself in the household of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar and support of the truth. So this writing is also to those who are believers. It's not just a, a young pastor to stay the course, but we've got to understand within the church as believers of staying the course, being able to defend our faith. And I'll tell you at times, it's not always easy to do that. We wonder about hurting someone's feelings. Well, you know, it's not about their feelings, it's about their soul. And in our day and time, and I see it more and more, we're going to have to be defending because many will tell you, there are so many who will say everyone's going to heaven. A good and a holy God would not send anyone to hell. That's what they'll tell you. And usually when I'm in a conversation with that one, I'll say a good and God, holy God's not sending anyone to hell. They chose to go to hell. Because God's provided the way for us through his son. But the things that are out there that, oh, there's many religions, there's many ways, if you're a good person, I've heard that one before, I'm a good person, or they were a, a good person. You know, I've a few times preached some funerals for some people I really didn't know. Uh, it's happened quite a bit. And you'll be talking to the family and Oh well, they were a good person. Well, okay, a good person, but it's not going to match up to God's standards. Of course, it's I don't get in the debate with them about it at that point, because that's not the the point there at the funeral, but we've got to understand that we're soldiers for Christ. And we've got to be ready to fight this good fight. We've got to to push on. How do we we go in and when it's times that we are pushing through difficulty, that we've got to remember these things. You know, I know some that are sick, and they pray to be healed, and it just stays there, and it goes on, and it goes on, or some that have cancer, and we pray for them to be healed, and they end up dying, and we don't see that as the ultimate healing, but that can put a, a trying time on somebody's faith. But we've got to go back and remember that we are God's children, as a believer, we have that hope, we've got to hold to our conversion, and we've got to remember that it was done through Jesus' blood, not through our actions. you know Satan loves to to get at us because i I'm sure some of y'all might be like me, but you have sin in your life, and sometimes you just have sin, you just can't seem to get rid of, and old Satan tells you you're not a believer. You're no good. How could you have done that? We've got to remember back to our faith that it's not my works. It's the work of Christ on the cross for me. And then we've got to keep the good conscience. We've got to remember these things because when you begin questioning them, you're opening a door that's going to lead down a road you don't want to go down. This is the ultimate authority and the truth is God's word. And when we hold to that, we can fight the good fight. We can take this word. It'll tell us how to stand. We can stand on that truth. And if you obey this truth, there ain't a thing that can come up against you. You know, I like how I was just reading the other day about one, and I'll close with this, that, you know, if we obey God's law, I think it's in Proverbs or Psalms that I was reading. And basically, if we do what this says we don't always have to be looking over our shoulder wondering who's coming after us because God's law is perfect. And even our, most of our man-made laws come from that. But if we're following God's standards, we can live a life and not have to have regret, not have to worry if somebody's following after us or they're going to take us to court or anything like that. And when we fight the good fight to stand on God's word, Let me tell you, the one we got fighting for us is a lot greater than we are. So I want to leave you in the days ahead to remember your conversion, remember your confession, and remember your conscience because as a born-again believer, your conscience will lead you through the guiding of Holy Spirit if you'll listen and pay attention to it. May you bow your heads.